Blog Talk Radio. Well, how you doing? Um, Fix the Nation back in uh, back in the saddle once again. Why? Oh, let's call it Orlando because a whole bunch of silly happened. Um, wow, where to start? Um, first, what a horrible, outrageous act happened. There's nobody that can sit there and be happy, joyous about something like this. There's no way. It's murder. It's terror. It's an attack on our soil. There's just no other way to say it. And as you start feeling what you feel, you get reactionary. I know I do. (laughs) Wow. So we're going to slow it down a little. And we're going to break it up. We're going to talk a little bit about terror and terrorism. We're going to talk a little bit about rights. We're going to talk a little bit about Oh, called priorities. And believe it or not, we're going to end up with the Golden State Warriors. And I'm a Knicks fan, so no offense, that kind of hurts me to say it. But they're my, they're my goal. Oh, let's start personal. Um, born and raised California, and my best friend, Ed in high school, went on to be fraternity brother with me, roommate, (laughs) president of the fraternity, went on to run hospitals, wonderful individual. Why did I bring him up? Because he happened to be gay. When I found out, whoa, you start to question the relationship. You know, do you look at me weird? What did that mean when he, you know, did this, said that? You know, and you kind of got to work through some things. That being said, though, great guy. Charismatic, articulate, most likely to succeed kind of individual. Runs numerous hospitals. Happens to be gay. I don't say that in a discounting way. I say that in a it doesn't matter to me way. I'm who I am. He's who he is. From my context, who you are, who you are, is your choice. I support that. I rally around that. We're going to get that in a second. But that's kind of my, my poster child for strength. Because he fought through who he was to find out who he should be. And he found his partner, his soulmate. Believe it or not, another guy I went to high school with. And they were happy, good. What happens? He's walking through an airport in Texas. Has a stroke trying to get on the plane and dies. Yeah. 
I lose one of my best friends? Lose. Gone. Off the planet. Can't reach out and pull him back again. Can't call him up and say, hey, how you doing? And that hurts. And I'm a conservative. I'm not the guy who is, you know, hey, I'm going to rally around the whole, you know, lesbian gay thing. That's, you know, that's my comfort zone. It's not. It's not my comfort zone. But, but, as a conservative, I believe in less government. I believe in less a lot of things. And I believe in individual liberties. You know what that means? He gets to be who he is. So do I. So I support him with all my heart. It's not me, but it's him. So let's connect the dots. Let's bring it right up to now and deal with Orlando. You've got this guy who's twisted. He walks into a gay club and he goes crazy with executions. 49 dead plus him, 53 in the hospital. Don't need to tell you, but worst shooting ever in the U.S. Horrible, horrific, unacceptable on so many levels. Can't even begin. But we're going to slow this down and we're going to break some things up because we've got some rights in here that we truly, truly need to discuss before we get all emotional and caught up in what we want to do and forget about what we really, really need to do. Okay? There's a difference. What you want to do is blow up the world because you're, you're, you're pissed off. You're, 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 you, you, you hate people. You hate things. You hate religions, all that kind of good stuff, right? You know, you're, con- you're in condemnation mode. You're in reactionary mode. Wrong. Bad, bad frame of mind. <sighs> Slow it down. Okay. Let's go back to some basic rights. You have the right, the freedom of expression. I, on my worst day, would fight for you. My worst enemy. No, not you're not my worst enemy, but let, let's pretend you are. To stand there and scream at the moon about what, what upsets you. I would absolutely justify your right to a voice, your right to speak your mind, your right to expression, just like I would celebrate mine. Because I don't want you to infringe on mine. I'm not going to infringe on yours. That's fair, right? Fair and consistent. That's a big deal. In our government, in our world, in this whole, you know, Estados Unidos, in this whole Americana, United States of America, yeah, that's a big deal. We're equal, right? We're brothers. We're sisters. Right? We all have to get along. Tolerance. My last show, tolerance. Hello? Tolerance? Kind of dovetails, right? Got to find a way to make this work. Not complicated people. So expression. You have the right to express yourself. Take a quick little story. Went to Fresno State, 
and there was a free speech area. In the middle of the free speech area, and yeah, I mean, there literally was. It was like a little brick courtyard thing. There was a little brick soapbox. So anytime you chose to, you could just walk up into the free speech area. You can step onto that little brick soapbox. You can say, hey, world, this is what I have to say. And if the collegians chose to rally around you and listen or tend to walk by or what they chose to do, that was your right. No one would walk up and say, hey, listen, got to keep down, buddy. Hey, listen, Missy, tone it down. You know, we're trying to be quiet here. No, you have the right to free speech. Why? Because that's, that's America. You have the right to speak out. You have the right to express yourself. Good, bad, and differently. My worst enemy. I would fight for that right, for them to express themselves. It's what makes our country phenomenal. We don't oppress people. We empower them. No matter who they are, no matter what they say. It's easy when someone says something you want to hear. What if they say, though, I hate your religion. I hate your gender. I hate your political party. What if they choose to hate? What if they say that? Do you still have to celebrate? Do you still have to power them? Do you, oh, well, you've got to shut that down, right? Oh, that's not okay, right? Oh, no, of course it is. Now, let's be clear. There are rules. We still have rules. We can have rights, and we can still have rules. It's a little like a football game, right? You can be a New England Patriot, and I'm a Jet fan, so I can hate you. But if you play by the rules, and you stay inside those little white lines, and Tom Brady throws a pass, and Gronk catches it, and he scores a touchdown, no offense, I can be upset about it, but within the rules, they scored a touchdown. And it can burn me up as a Jet fan, but you know what? I can't argue with the call. It's a good throw, good catch, good score. Seven points. Well, extra point, but you get my point. Oh, rules. Well, what's the rules for freedom of expression? Well, you can't have hate speak, right, in this day and age. Now, we're, 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 we're tiptoeing in some politically correct speak. I get that. But you can't just hate speak. There's a way to say things and express yourself without saying, I hate you, I'm going to kill you, right? I don't believe in what you believe in, and this is why. There's nothing wrong with that. That's debate. That's logic. See, logic and debate have a place in our world. Emotion and reactionary and, and, and oppression. Don't. No offense. Don't. Never. Won't. Well, that's expression. What about religion? What about religion? Wow. I'll speak for me. I was born and raised, oh, what was it, Presbyterian? That's yeah, been a while. I'm not a churchgoer. I have a belief. 
God was who made me. God is all-powerful. No offense. When I pray, I don't go through my church to do it. When I pray, I don't need to put on my Sunday best to do it. I believe that my relationship with God is a personal one. I don't need a manufactured, man-made middleman, to put it bluntly. Okay? So I'm not a churchgoer. But me and mine, my family, we absolutely, we say grace at dinner. We lead by example. We try to be the best people we can. We believe in a loving God, etc. Now, I say that because that's for me. I have friends. They are hardcore Catholic. They are Jewish. I've known people that are Hindu and Buddhist. I know people that are Islamic, etc. Atheist, lack of religion. There's nothing wrong with any of these beliefs. Any of them. Oh, Hold on a second. Dude, dude, Orlando. Come on, the guy was, you know, Islamic. Come on, let's kill everybody. All Islamics are bad people, right? Isn't that what we just said? No, it's not what I said. And that's where we need to slow it down. And yes, I'm conservative. And yes, we tend to be a little to the right. But as a pragmatist, as a compassionate conservative... Slow it down and think a minute. You don't want to be emotional because one person does something does not make all people of that ilk bad. Ilk. Like that word? Huh? That was just for you. That's right. Go ahead. Use that twice today. Good luck with that. I believe that Islam has some tendencies toward extremisms. But some religions have pieces of that. Because all religions, for the most part, have a weaker side of the spectrum and a more extreme side of the spectrum. And that's up for you to decide. For you, where are you? For you, inside your religion, where do you feel comfortable? What's up? What, what fits for you? Your Orlando situation, as horrific as it is, has some elements of the Islamic faith that need to be understood, processed. I'm trying to slow this down. I truly am. It's really easy just to go crazy about this. We can say, hey, screw them all, right? That's the, that's the easy reaction. That's not healthy, guys, for anybody, for me, for you, for anybody. Not saying what happened is okay. My friend Ed could have been in that club. His soulmate Jay could have been in that club. My other friends, who I won't name, 
could have been in that club. They weren't, but they could have been because they happened to be gay or lesbian. There's nothing about this that's okay. Nothing. But we have the right to expression. We have the right to religion. Up until the point, and this is a critical piece, listen, now, if never again, this is what you need to understand. You have the right to freedom of religion up to the point it infringes on somebody else's rights, including harm or death. It's really simple, people. Stand in front of me and spout your religion. Scream at my face. And if I scream back at your face about my religion, okay, fine. But at the end of the day, you walk away, I walk away. We both, quote-unquote, vented about our religions, and we feel better about ourselves. Nobody was harmed. What about if I say, hey, listen, if you don't believe in my religion, I'm going to kill you. What about if you're an infidel and I'm going to kill you? What about if you happen to be gay or lesbian? I'm going to toss you off a rooftop or kill you. That's not okay. In anybody's planet in in the Americas, that's not okay. Here's the conflict of cultures, because where this religion stems from, it is the norm, and that's the battle we're facing. And it's critical, and it's now, and it's relevant, and it's painful. It just is. Holy cow. So what do you do? You talk it out? You know? You hug it out? What do you do? Whew. It takes leadership. I will say that. Here's the funny part. Coming out of the Orlando situation, President Obama made a statement, and Hillary Clinton made a statement. And they both were Pretty uniform. Tragedy, don't get political, and then right into gun control. Right into it. By the way, that's political. So they're leveraging the emotion of the moment into something on their agenda because that's their comfort zone. Yeah. Okay. No. Don't do that. Just a tip. So then what happens this afternoon is Donald J. Trump, the presumptive nominee, comes out, and he says, huh, radical Islamic extremists, yada, 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 Hillary this, Hillary this, Obama this, Obama this. He kind of gets emotional, and he kind of gets back at, pushes at them. None of it solves anything. It takes leadership, guys. You're going to mention gun control. You're going after the Second Amendment. 
Oh, hold on. Hey, fix. Second Amendment? What does that mean? What's a sec- whole Second Amendment? Can I tell you a funny story? Sarah Silverman, and I believe she's a comedian, and I'm hoping <laughs> it was an attempt to be funny. She referred to, and not in a positive way, the right to bear arms. Okay. And, of course, she referred to it with B-A-R-E, arms. Okay. Well, maybe she likes short sleeves. Um, she wants to wear a tank top and get a nice tan, you know, throw some glitter on, do anything like that. But I, no matter what, no matter what, that's not okay. Um, we don't bear arms, B-A-R-E. We bear arms, B-E-A-R, arms. We have the right to bear arms. That was true a couple hundred years ago. It's still true today. Tushin, one of the oldest living documents of our entire country and the by far most valued piece of paper on the planet for us. So I'm going to go with the thought, not negotiable. Here's the funny part. Do you want to control assault rifles? That's awesome. And yes, AR-15, AR, assault rifle. I get that. It's not an assault rifle. It's a semi-automatic. Yeah. Research. I'm just saying, do a little research. Wow. So we have a whole bunch of rights. They're in conflict. You have the expression and the religion and the right to bear arms. Kind of coming in conflict. Doesn't this guy in Orlando have the right to bear arms too? Does he have the right to his religion? Does he have the right, quote unquote, to express himself? Well, I'm going to say, yeah, but no. And that last part was in all caps with exclamation points. Yes, he had the right to express himself. He does not have the right to kill people. He does not have the right to impugn their rights. He does not have the right to a bear an arm to kill other people. We call that murder, and it's penalty of law. It's not difficult, people. We have laws in the books for the guns. We have laws on the books. Now, I have problems with some of this process. The guy bought the guns a week ago. He'd been a watch list with FBI for about three to four years. He'd been called in to be questioned twice. His dad from Afghanistan had literally run for the presidency of Afghanistan. He had supported the Taliban. I don't say this to be judgmental. Couldn't care where he comes from. But it's part of who he is, what makes up his background. So we kind of need to know, don't we? So this is the guy that you sell guns to? This is the guy in the watch list that when he buys guns doesn't flag in the system? If it doesn't flag in the system, doesn't that kind of, quote, Flag the system? 
as being systemically wrong or inadequate, that's where I would go to. You can't prevent terror unless you have a quicker response cycle. You can't. can't be done. They caught a guy out in L.A. He was on the way to a gay and lesbian parade. And he had guns and explosives on him. Now, I want you to think about that. Sounds like a great ending of a movie, right? Think about that. You watch the movie. The guy's got the explosive pack. He's going down the street. He's going toward the parade. Oh, and he's tackled and he's arrested and he's put in jail and hooray. Everyone lives with seven seconds on the stop clock, right? Um, No, that's not what I said. He was arrested en route with all this stuff. So so what you're telling me is it's a timing thing. If we got the guy in Orlando on the way to the club, we'd all be celebrating, but because we didn't, we're in mourning. Because we get the guy in the way of the parade, we're going to celebrate it, whereas if you get him afterwards, you're in mourning. Got a tip for you. Not okay they get that close. I'm thrilled we got them, but the flip side is, why didn't we really proactively get ahead of the curve? And that's where that's kind of where I think we need to, to focus our energies. I don't think the energy is, is very widely spent in attacking articles, attacking constitutions. I don't think it's spent in being going into campaign mode, going into pointing finger mode. How can we fix the process? It's not difficult, people. How can we fix the process? How can we be more safe? Not difficult. Economy and jobs. Immigration. National security. National debt, maybe? Entitlement reform. Big buckets. There we go, right there. Boom! Go deal with those bad boys. Let's get solutions. Let's, let's, let's go down that road. Nope, let's start pointing fingers. Makes me crazy. Again, if you've, if you've tuned in before, whew, what I like to do is solution-based. Okay? Read through FixNation.com. It's all there. Pick up a book. FixNation.com. One Grand Bargain. Okay, these are, these are worth the read, guys. It's a couple of bucks. It's not big money. I don't make money off this stuff. Well, I do, but not, not like I'm going to retire. Why do I do it? Because we've got to start having solutions. Was on the radio about a week ago, and I happened to follow Congressman uh, Zeldin, Lee Zeldin, out of New York, on the air. And I heard what he had to say. And he said something really interesting. He went, There are people in Washington who have solutions to these problems, but they won't solve them. You know why? Because their base, where they raise money from, what gets them reelected? 
would be okay and it just go away. So in a way, for self-betterment of people in Washington, they won't, the people in Washington won't solve our problems because it helps those very people in Washington. That's a completely true story. Think about that. The people we elect go to office to represent us and solve our problems don't solve them because it's better for them? Wow. That's a whole bunch of stupid. That's a whole bunch of crazy. Don't get it. I'll never get that. I was raised by a couple of teachers, and they taught me early, early on to be independent, to be strong, always do my best, and that my best would in fact be good enough because it would represent me. So in a way, if you don't do your best, although professionally successful for yourself, it has no value because you're not doing the right thing. And here's a sad part. We sit on the outside, the taxpayer, the citizen, and we want our leaders to make our world better. We want them to solve our ills. Yeah. And usually they fail us. I asked a question the other day, and I still have yet to get an answer. What in the last seven and a half years under President Obama, quote-unquote, has been better? Like, is your bank account better? Is your, your neighborhood better? Is your, 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 your security at work better? Your employment opportunities, if you chose to change, are they better? You know, are, are your kids, when they're coming out of college, getting a job easier? You know, that's better? Like, what's better? And don't tell me, oh, well, he was handed a very tough hand, and, you know, well, you know, he had to do this. Okay. So he spent $14 trillion. Man, you want me to say thank you? No. Um, but it's a tough time. Here's the weird part. Economically, the harder the downturn, the sharper the recovery. Here's the sick part. In seven and a half years, he'll never have a year where he averaged 3% growth or better. He's the only president ever to have done that. Say that again. Only president ever to have no growth in any single year of 3% or better of the economy. Well, it's Delta not hand. And he spent $14 trillion dollars to stimulate it. Let's think about that number. He took the entire GDP of the United States and spent it. Billions have nine zeros. Trillions, 12 zeros. He spent 14 times 12 zeros. We're on the hook for it. 
So now what? You know, we don't have money to spend. Got a whole bunch of this whole, quote unquote, this whole rights thing getting in the way, you know. God, you know, I guess right to religion, right to expression, right to bear arms, you know. All this stuff gets in the way. Can't just make it easier? Can't just have like a dictatorship maybe? Or, oh wait, no. So what do you do? Well, it takes leadership. It truly does. And we're coming up toward an election. I'm not a Hillary fan, but I'm also not really a Trump fan. I'm kind of in that middle vein of I don't have a person, male, female, doesn't matter to me, that that represents me really well. I'm a conservative. This There's nobody who really does it for me. I'm closer to Trump, but I'm not thrilled with him. He makes me a little a little skittish, a little a little nervous. But she's a no. Because I know what Obama did. And she's a mini Obama. She she is what he is. And unlike her husband, we don't have a Congress that has a newt and a contract to stay the course. It's a different day. I do know this. For my country, our country, to move forward, what do we need to do? Got to have someone who stands. If you if you look at the chambers, there's an aisle, and it splits the houses. It splits the Republicans, Democrats. It splits the Senate. So when you stand in the middle of the aisle, you literally have Democrats on one side and Republicans on the other. Why do I say it that way? Because the president, when he or she is elected needs to stand right there in that aisleway, take off their party pin, and represent all Americans. Reach out to the right, reach out to the left, pull them together, and say, let's work together, let's get this done. That's called leadership. All capitals with exclamation points, that's called leadership. You've got to find a way to get people who don't Get it to each other. Get together and still get it done. There's no version of this that succeeds if we don't do that. So whoever you pull the lever for in November, remember that. They have to be willing to stand in that aisle and pull the sides together. Can they get deals done? You'll answer that question. I did say Golden State Warriors, didn't I? But they're basketball. They're not politics. Well, maybe I was crazy. Maybe I don't have any idea what I'm talking about. So let's 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 think it through slowly. Golden State Warriors have a couple great shooters on their teams. Curry and Thompson. They got their energizer. Bunny and Jermon Green. Some wonderful other players. Barnes, Bogan, Inguidalo, Livingston. Keep going. Got a tip for you. The best thing about that team isn't the who of the one. It's the greatness of the team. 
that again. It's not the who of the one. It's the greatness of the team. It's not about being the best guy on the planet. It's about being the best team that finds a way to work together to get it done. They're balanced with offense and defense, with passing, with assists, with rebounds. They're high energy. They're positive. There's no ego or drama. They're coached by a newer coach, but a balanced, calm coach. They're in a place where they want to win and understand in their core belief they can win, but they don't overstretch and become something they're not. Hmm. So how? But but fix how how are they solution? How are they the solution? Um, not complicated, because transition that into politics. Yep, into politics. You need balance. I mean, it can't be this whole crazy you know, right-wing extremist thing. It can't be this lefty, liberal, progressive, socialist thing. Nope, not at all. I mean, it can't be all I want, nothing what you get. Oh, it's all, all about you, but not about me. No, it can't be that. Um, I mean, it's got to be a little, I would use compromise. Other people would say capitulation. Oh, you know, you just got to stay to your values. I got a tip for you guys. There's a difference between theory and reality. In theory, you want the world to operate a certain way. But in reality, you know it never, ever, 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 ever can. To all you people who are the feel the burn camp, that socialist camp, you understand that no socialist platform has ever succeeded, right? You do know that, right? Right? One more time. Right? My point being, you can want something, but you have to understand it may not actually work in actuality. If you are Ted Cruz and all that never Trump people, all those Cruz forever people, that's awesome. That's neat. You have a really core belief. That's wonderful. Never going to get it done if you obstruct and don't play ball with the left. You have to find a middle ground. Part of what do you do, again, fixnation.com. And by the way, just just so I cover my bases, uh, fixnation.com is a website. You can check that out. Ideas, solution-based. Wrote three books. Fixnation.com, Why Go Conservative, one grand bargain. That's actually a deal to get it all done and fix the national debt by, I think, 2045 or some crap like that. Radio show, iTunes, Stitcher. Um, sure, you can Twitter feed me, absolutely, at Fix the Nation. Feel free. Um, if you want to reach me through the website, it's Suggestion Box. I know, real creative. At FixNation.com. So you can reach me there. Um, books are available in either paperback or e-reader version through Amazon.com. 
So go to John A. Jensen or etc. through Amazon.com. Um, feel free, as you choose, to go through the archives of Blog Talk and catch up on what you've missed over the countless five years I've done this. Um, part of what my thought is, and this is as my, my mind goes, I think Trump has the closer piece to what I'm looking for because he's the outsider with maybe the ability to make some deals, but some of those deals might cause me to gag and, and throw up, and I'm not sure if I can stand it. But, yeah, there's always a but. But I guess at least the country would move forward, right? At least. And I'll speak for me. I don't feel this country is better off seven and a half years later than it was when Obama got elected the first time. That's not a bash on him. It's not really about him. I don't agree with his policies. I don't agree with his agenda. Outrageously am traumatized by how he shoved Obamacare through in the dark of night without even letting me read. I'm a big person in process. Huge. I don't – if I were president for a day, I want everyone to understand what they were doing and do it because they believe it was right for the, uh, the country moving forward. It's not difficult. It really isn't. These aren't complicated issues. Um, you can read one grand bargain. You'll understand where I'm coming from because it's not like this stuff can't be done. But I kind of have a belief. And it's a little conspiracy, so you've got to bear with me a little bit, but I'm going to say it. Oh, it goes back to kind of what Congressman Zeldin was saying. We can solve things, but the powers that be kind of choose not to. Ah, it's just better for them. And would you think that one through? It's better for them, so why take us forward? Wow. Got Tipper, we have issues. We have heroin and opioid epidemics that need to be dealt with. Drive around your neighborhood. Count the for sale signs. Drive around your town and count the number of lease available, space for rent signs, empty buildings for businesses that are available. Look at your bank account. Say, is there more there than there was seven and a half years ago or not? We need to move this ball forward. And that's going to take a little compromise. It's going to take a little getting it done. We became, literally, became. Oh, not diversion. What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Partisan. About 2010, no, 2009, when, we, when, when it started getting nasty in Congress, and they started freight training the Obamacare through. Then there was a whole repercussion from it. But before that, we found a way to, got it, to get it done. You know, Newt with Bill Clinton, Tipper O'Neill with Reagan. We found a way to, to work together. We found a way to get it done. We found a way to talk it out. It can be done. 
but you need a leader who isn't, oh, so partisan that he or she is blinded to their own agenda. You can't be an ideologue and be president because there's inherent conflict to what you do. Can't do it. Let's go back to Orlando. The guy who was a shooter, he was an ideologue, a martyr. In the name of bang, bang, and keep going for 49 more times. That's not right. Those are dangerous times when you start to execute on an ideologue level. That's not how this country was founded. It's not the way it should be run. While I'm on that topic, by the way, I'm going to sidestep this slightly. Why is it that we can condemn the NRA about guns, but we can't condemn Islam about extremism? I just think that one through. One gets thrown about both by the mass media and by politicians because it's easy. And one, oh, I'm not going there. No way. I'm no Islamophobe. And just so we're clear, I haven't condemned Islam. That's not that's not that's not where I'm coming from. I think we have to reinvestigate it. I think we have to dig deeper. I think we have to dig deeper into the process about how we handle it. I think the whole correctness issue, the PC version, okay, is harmful to our nation. If you want people to speak up about things, you need not chastise them when they speak up. So you have to start to flesh out that process a little bit. If you don't, people don't say anything. And if they don't say anything, what happens? Well, you end up with Orlando. And that's completely unacceptable on multiple levels. Completely. Really interesting watching the uh, the reactions to Orlando the last couple of days, and uh, you had people talk immediately because they were reactionary, and of course, then they're accused of being political about it. You had people who didn't say anything, and of course, they were vilified because they didn't say anything right away. Well, that kind of goes into the whole damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of camp. And I, and I don't understand that. One of uh, my sisters, and I happen to be the youngest of six, not six sisters, youngest of six kids, three girls, three boys, just in case you were asking. No, we're not the Brady Bunch. Back off. Although we're groovy. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Um, we'd sit there during holidays, and my lefty-left sister would talk to me and we wouldn't agree on anything but we'd have a really interesting conversation we actually share emails 
about things we find interesting because some of the things we find interesting are things we actually either either share in common or are things that we both want to have resolved, but we have a little different process in how we'd resolve it. But one of the things I was raised with was everybody, because my, my family is about half Republican, half Democrat. We're all over the spectrum. We're about half boys, half girls. But nobody's ever right and nobody's ever wrong. We have the right to speak our mind. You have the right to disagree. That's okay. To me, that, that's how that's that's America. It is. That's that to me is that that's the heart and soul of America. You have to be willing to stand in front of somebody, tell them how you feel, but but be able to say it in a way that doesn't incite a riot, where where they can respond and say back to you how they don't agree with you. But does inside a riot. Oh wait, did I say the word riot? Wow. So it's almost like the people who are air quotes protesting at the Trump rallies out in California or wherever. I got a tip for you. That's not a protest. That's a riot. We are a nation of laws, and we have to remember that we're a nation of laws in Orlando. We're a nation of laws in San Jose. Act like it. People who are there, as to the police officers who are enforcing those laws, and to all of their bureaucratic and government officials above them in the food chain, got a tip for you. Let them do their jobs. At no version does your agenda get to trickle into our world and let riots equal protests. That's not okay. It's not now. It it won't ever be. And if you let it happen, it's going to escalate. And then I got a tip for you. Shame on you. Shame on you. How can you not act? Because, oh, your fear of retaliation, fear of lawsuits, fear of your fear of what? If they're crushing if they're crushing if they're crushing if they're crushing your car jumping up and down a police car. I got a tip for you. At no point is that okay within the law. It's called destruction of property. It's simple. It's direct. It's easy. What, you don't enforce it? You don't act on it? You stand idly by? You sit on your hands? What if they were demolishing my home? You're still okay with it? At what point... Do they flip a switch that you actually become engaged? They actually start acting. That's the critical piece. My answer is act early. It's smaller. Coach them what's better. If you don't have the force for it, get more 
bodies, but at no point is it okay. It's not like there was an atrocity that happened and it was reactionary. It was they didn't like the person in the building. Let's crush a cop car. Let's go beat on some girl. Really? That's the answer. Going to chase a guy, egg a girl. That's your idea of what's right in the world. And we stand idly by. Why? Because politicians tell our police officers to, quote, stand down. Picture if you were being beaten for whatever reason, and the police were there and staring at you and did nothing about it for whatever reason. They were told by a politician to stand down. How tragic that thought is. We should all have in our hearts the belief the police are there to protect us, protect and serve. They're there for us. They're not there to hurt us. They're to protect us. True for all races, all genders, all religions. If they don't, shame on them. If they do, and we hate them anyway, shame on us. So Orlando, what do we do about this? I think in two weeks it'll be in the news. I hope it is. I hope there's push through. I hope it. We don't forget. I'll speak for me. Nine eleven happened, and it left a pretty lasting impression. Of course, I'm here in New York. It impacted me directly, so I have my story. I got a tip for you. That can never happen again. I know how I felt, how one to act. The emotion brought out of me. It's a little like that. Much smaller scale, obviously, but equally as emotional. And it's it's I'm in New York. This was down in Florida. But I absolutely have a tip for you. This is absolutely unacceptable. I'm not gay. I'm not lesbian. I'm not transgender. I'm bisexual. But every one of those absolutely has a right to their voice, absolutely has a right to their culture, and the freedoms and the rights and the protections of the United States. In no way can our leadership put us at risk because they don't want to be, you know, oh, infringe on people because they want easy Why would you want to allow hundreds of thousands of refugees into our country without vetting them when they come from the very terrorist nations that just pulled this kind of crap off? You can't rationalize. You can't. You can't rationalize that to me where it makes any kind of sense logically. I'm a big logic guy. It's easy. Slow it down. Hit the pause button. Take your time. 
get a process in place. We are a melting pot. We're a great country. We have open borders. There are a lot of that I believe in. But we also have to have a national security, national security policy, an immigration policy that makes sense, that doesn't put us in harm's way. We ask our military to go into a place that we wouldn't go, but we shouldn't put them in harm's way for no reason. We shouldn't put ourselves in harm's way if we can get away from it. That's logic. That's a thought process. We are the United States, and we absolutely are a great country. Absolutely, positively need to slow that down and not act on what an agenda is because it's easy, but act on something very, very more simple. It's called common sense. Slow it down. Think it through. And think for all of us. Because no offense, we're different. And that's okay. That's part of the great wonderness that is, in fact, America. There's nothing wrong with that. You need to do it safely. Because we have rights of expression, of religion, right to bear arms. It goes on. It goes on. It goes on. They're a wonderful country. But you have to protect the country to protect the rights. And we can't do that for ourselves. So unless you have a strong national security, national security policy, a strong foreign policy, a strong military, a strong defense, a strong border, good luck. Because it all comes back to the core, the core belief. Can you protect what already is? And that's worth fighting for. Anyway, this is Fix the Nation. You can reach me at, at @fixnation. Catch a book at Amazon.com, which is fixnation.com. Why go conservative? One grand bargain. I am John A. Jensen. I am here on Blog Talk Radio, Stitcher, iTunes. So feel free, go wherever, catch me wherever, and uh, we'll be talking soon. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Feel free to share this with others. Retweet post, all that kind of good stuff. All right, enjoy yourselves. God bless.